Hey everybody, it's uh, that time again. We have uh, a new episode. On this episode, we're going to jump right into it. We're going to do our review of the film Ready Player One. I know it's not brand new, I know it's been out for a while now, but uh, we never got a chance to talk about it and check out what we think. On this episode, it's the OG and Great Scott joining me. And uh, here we go. We're ahead of the game. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) We think we are. Yeah, it's but, true. Uh, you know how that goes. Yeah, for, um, all know, for all I know, I could just be like, have, I could just have like a virtual reality set, and I'm like in virtual. the back of a van, and this is my life. This is this is the the skin that I have, and everything. You're the guy in the fucking chair. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Welcome to our Ready Player One episode. I'm gonna just say that right now. Get it out of the way. The giant um, lazy boy chair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joined by the OG. Hello. And also the amazing Scott. Hola. And uh, we're about to talk about Ready Player One. I'm just putting it out there. Um, This film is based on a 2011 novel by Ernest Cline. Uh, So, have you guys seen this before or was it the first time you guys saw this? I have seen it before. Okay, nice. I have not. This was the first time I had ever seen I've ever seen this movie. Was this one of your putting it off for the theater movies? Uh I don't remember what I was doing with that one. I don't know what I was doing around that time, to be honest. I can yeah. was eighteen, two thousand eighteen? Hmm. Yeah. I know I ended yeah. up watching it at home. So Yeah. Did you go to the theater for this, Caesar? I did, and uh my wife kind of suffers from motion sickness. So, like, she could not handle, like, the jump of that film for a little bit. So, I ended up kind of watching it by myself (laughs) at the theater. But it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely a dope film to see at the theater. But, yeah, Oscar, tell me what you think, man. I mean, it's your first time seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, as far as how I feel, like, overall about the film, I was glad to finally see this movie because, like, I had, I I did hear, like, there were a lot of good things about it. Mostly the nostalgic Mm -hmm. aspect. Like, there was just a lot... There's like so many references in this movie. If you look them up, mm-hmm. there's so many to list. Uh, and it's that's not a bad thing. I think that's a really cool feature of the film. I mean, I laughed. I was like engaged in the visuals. I think two of my favorite um, like fight, like confrontations is like when the Gundam comes out and then when the Iron Giant fights the, the Mech Godzilla and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I was happy. I was even happy to see like Artemis and uh, Parzival dance to uh, Staying Alive by the Bee Gees. I thought that was a really nice, cool and yeah. fun. Very, like, it was, like, perhaps the most lighthearted part of the whole film, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, even, but, and, and even after seeing this, like, quest-like film uh, while they're in the Oasis world, like, this, this film still left me feeling a bit let down. Um, mm. I think it has to do a little bit with, like, the characters. Like, they're they're cool but i didn't really feel super connected to them in 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 a way i didn't feel like they were super deep characters and Mm -hmm. like i think the plot is okay but not great um but i also think it has to do with the fact that like i'm not really connected to many instances in this film like they don't hold a lot of emotional weight and like a lot of value to me 
So mm-hmm. <clears throat> like seeing like Chucky or even like Freddy Krueger or even scenes from The Shining. And like, I think even like Mortal Kombat references were there. like, they didn't really light me up. I wasn't like, oh damn, that's so cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I thought it was funny when Chucky showed up. I was like, oh my gosh, like that guy, would, that little dude was in my nightmares. Like get him out of here, you know, type of thing. <laughs> but um, that's not to say that none of the nostalgic re- experience references like missed the bullseye i'd have to say that like what really made me root for uh parzival was um was seeing him in like drive the delorean like against other vehicles like that first mm-hmm. race that was like like drifting around corners and like hearing the tires screech against the pavement like that was badass i mean i thought that was like a really badass scene i think that's something many people have probably wanted to see is like how cool mm-hmm. the delorean can drive but obviously once it hit 88 miles an hour like it it uh, goes off in time you know <laughs> of course if you said it that way but yeah. i just loved i love seeing the delorean like rip around corners and like do f- like that almost like a flip type of thing and mm-hmm. so um so yeah that's what i that's what i kind of like thought overall nice yeah um god what do you think man uh, I know you said you saw it. Did did you just see it? Did you read the book at all? Any anything like that? No, but after having heard just the sample of the Ready Player Two audio, I'd like mm-hmm. to listen to the audio book of the first one and see if mm-hmm. like more of those references, like Oscar said. Mm-hmm. The main thing you don't, you can't relate to all of them, like the Iron Giant. I've never watched Iron Giant, mm-hmm. but I would imagine for a fan of the Iron Giant, that was awesome. Oh yeah. yeah. And like seeing Batman and like spawns in it for a second. Yep. Yeah. And then the, you never see him again. That was disappointing to me. And I wonder if the book is actually like, have you read the book? Um, I read, I've read a good amount of it. And I mean, there is a lot of, there is differences uh, between the book and the film, you know, just some stuff that they changed because um, after uh, Ernest Klein, he did a lot of the screenplays and, you know, he changed them up a little bit um, working with Spielberg. So like he figured out some stuff would work better a certain way uh, in the movie, better than it was set up in the book. Yeah. So like um, I think in the book, there's actually, you know, the quest uh, at the very beginning for the first key with the race and everything. Right. Uh, it's different because in the in the book it's actually Dungeons and Dragons and it's like a the quest for the, and I'm not a big D and D player I know you know definitely yeah, a lot more than shit. me there <laughs> um, but like I guess in the book in the book it's of, um, about the Tomb of Horrors oh that's where you get that's where you get the first key but I, yeah. I guess okay it's like classically difficult was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and Ernest Klein is like you know I don't think a lot of people are gonna get this reference so that's why they they changed it around and made it a high speed race around New York uh, yeah. to get that first key so but yeah there's cool. definitely maybe they'll work that into the next one somehow because that's that's pretty interesting yeah man the Tomb of Horrors um, is like for the longest time that's like the biggest deal it's like the hardest dungeon that the people that made D D ever made I would have liked to have seen something like that yeah and uh like that's clan was like i don't think a lot of people would know this specific module so yeah. spielberg spielberg kind of came to him with that um i think like you guys were saying oscar saying um there is like so many references there's so much nostalgia in this film yeah. like anywhere you look especially when they're in the oasis um there is so many uh, iconic like characters yeah and a lot of them are people's emojis right or <laughs> their avatars i'm their sorry avatars, yeah, avatar, yeah. um and 
it's kind of in in one way um i could see how maybe gamers will take offense to this film hmm. like hardcore gamers would mm-hmm. take offense to this film because uh i think the overarching theme of it is to remember that reality uh is you know the important thing oh right yeah <laughs> <laughs> every episode you guys should know by now yeah should put it on the cover photo and put it, put it on the <laughs> subtitles spoilers but i mean i really didn't say anything or you know give anything away. i'm just saying that at yeah. the end they kind of even say that you know reality's more important yeah um, and that's a shitty reality they live in that overpopulated yes world. that's uh definitely yeah exactly like that's one of my things i wrote down like um i love you know the actors in this film i like ty sheridan uh playing wade uh is this wade watts was his name yeah wade watts oh, yeah um yeah that's his real name and <laughs> yeah that's his real name but like um i didn't like the way people dealt with reality in general in the movie it's just it's kind of like putting a mirror to like uh the lack of importance of what's going on like th- you see that scene very th- at the beginning when wade is narrating about you know what's happened and how come things are the way they are and why everyone spends so much time in the oasis and there's a scene where like a mom is playing you know the game like i think she's on planet doom and she's playing and her son is in the background cook trying to cook in the kitchen and, like it's on, and it's on fire and he's trying to grab her dude and i'm yeah. like man it's like it's so bad it's such a bad look to me and it's just like you get you you engross yourself or you get too engulfed in it and that's why i said i could i could see this being a shot at people that are like hardcore like oh my god this is all my life you know yeah so they're like not, shouldn't yeah. be treated like it's drugs at least yeah. like the games were made available to yeah something like that would be addicting man yeah yeah no it is yeah that's an interesting i mean as a gamer too like um especially like over since covid you know i mean i have spent way many hours on specific games um specifically on call of duty so like i i get that like there there can be addictions formed to like escaping current reality Mm -hmm. to kind of just deal with this game because there's like you know, you can fail, but you can restart, you know, or yeah. tr- or just being uncomfortable in life in general, uh, but then kind of not wanting to feel like that and then turning on a game system to escape that is is kind of like, yeah, like it's 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 a temporary fix, you know. Yeah, um, yeah it would be interesting. Like, yeah. Go ahead. This is more to the extreme, obviously, you know, it's not, yeah. I'm not saying like right now, temp, you know, in our modern day, that's how it no. is, but in that yeah. film it's like depicted to the extreme of like uh wade's you know guardians his aunt and her boyfriend like yeah. are arguing about money and they're like where's the money he's like oh i was gonna i was gonna win though yeah. you know like the money he's... for the, the house or something and right like yeah. he put it up to go play in the oasis it's like it's it is like bad dude it's almost like gambling you know gambling addiction at that point um yeah and then the isn't extreme. the concept supposed to be like the oasis was meant to be free or something yeah i think so and yeah, I, guess... I can't remember what hell Hall- is it holiday i can't remember what Hall- yeah holiday about it yeah james holiday 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 <laughs> but i think so i think because i once ioi got involved and they started um art- all these artifacts started popping up in the oasis like that's where money that's where got money, involved yeah. and then yeah um, pay to win 
pay to win. Pay to win. Yeah. yeah dude it's crazy it's just crazy yeah. like the way it's depicted i mean it, it, i'm not i'm not trying to be all negative because i love the movie and mm-hmm. i love like all the characters in it um but i do like i do not like the way people dealt with the reality in that movie so yeah yeah uh, and, and I, I i agree like i think that's one of the things i said about like the you know the, the plot is that like it is sad to see the state of the real world and obviously they're they've it, was it a pandemic that led them there or something like that? Or, or there was some kind of like event that occurred or something like that. Right. Cause I mean, you see like the, yeah. where they are in Columbus, like they call them the stacks and everyone is just living on top of each other, but mm-hmm. they look, they look like multiple motorhomes, just like motorhomes, just like living on top of each other, yeah. you know? And mm-hmm. it's like, there's like a big, I think at one point Wade like walks through like a big pile of junked cars to get to like where his car is and stuff like that. So like, there's a lot of junk everywhere and discarded a lot of things, you know, um, it isn't a very, it's a kind of another bleak like future once again, unfortunately, but I think mm-hmm. it's like when you, when you watch this movie in the beginning, you see the reality of it. And then you see what people are doing in the reality, like, and then who they are in the Oasis in this virtual in this game really it's a like it's it's a simulation but it's a game but then you re- and then you see like what happens near the at the end like what they decide to do with the oasis you kind of see that they're kind of countering that a little bit so there's a little bit of hope but i think it needed to be that bleak to kind of show people like this stuff is really taking over people's lives you know like relationships are being affected people don't know each other you can't even say your real name in the oasis you know type of thing mm-hmm. like this lack of connection is is also happening too but yet if you if you get hurt or punched or even touched by another player like if you have the right suit you can feel that you know what i mean yeah, yeah. So, yeah there's a lot of things that are like really interesting as far as like on a like society level like what, what what's being affected like who's being yeah. affected by that it's like what it was intended to be it was supposed to be more of a social exactly yeah. Yeah. To meet people, to play games, and it turned out entirely different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 I think it, it was, they said it was a combination of things uh, like um, economic, you know, stagnation, population. Um, yeah. And Literally. like global warming and, mm-hmm. um, you know, societal breakdowns and stuff like that. They said it was a combination of all those things that made the world that the way it was. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So. They didn't mention crack. <laughs> no, it's cocaine. Cocaine made a comeback uh-huh. in, in the year twenty twenty five. No, <laughs> no. Uh, there wasn't any nuke. depictions of any drugs. Nuke, yeah. Right? I don't think there's any depictions no, of any. No, I don't think so. Basically, that, that's the drug, drug, dude. Yeah, I that think. is the drug. There, yeah. But would you guys play in the Oasis? Like, Shit, yeah. Would you guys go in there? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it'd be cool. I mean, his I have never tried any virtual reality. Like, I think the last time I did anything was like when Virtual Boy. Remember Virtual Boy came out Jeez. for Nintendo? Yeah. Oh man. Super Nintendo was it yeah. Nintendo or Super Nintendo? It was Super uh, Nintendo. I think it was. I can't remember. I like I saw like a like um like Trong's boutique Ridiculous. or something like Lakers. Like put my head up and then I was like I was watching like Mario play tennis. What is this? Um, <laughs> So I haven't done any of the VR stuff recently. Like I know they've even Samsung and they're like, hey, slide your phone in this thing. And it's like, you know, you're like, you know, virtual reality. Yeah, so I've I done any of that, that stuff. What'd you say, Scott? I have that Oculus. 
Okay. Yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah. You know, so it's like, it's, I've never tried that, but like seeing what was possible, I don't see why not. Like you saw, I think at one point you kind of, as you're, as you see Wade kind of going through the stack, because he lives way at the top and he's like climbing down, you see other people, what they're doing. Some of them are doing like, um, I think one guy was like surfing, pretending to surf like on a wave and stuff. So like there's some things that, you know, because of where you live, you're able to do, you know, like, I think it'd be cool if like, Hey, especially now in COVID, like if walk the streets of Paris or walk the streets of some place I've never been to, that'd be really yeah. cool, you know, or like a museum that I could get. You can to. do that shit on the Oculus. That's one of the main draws yeah. to it is like the more live, like you wow. can get courtside seats at a basketball game. Well, yeah. See, the like stuff like that. They have all that shit available. You can like That's live crazy. someone's vacation kind of like strange oh. days. You can't do any murder porn shit with it though. <laughs> oh man yeah i mean it, all the technology is basically available already mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's, it's just, just there isn't a hope for it like this thing oh uh, dude the the support for it would be forget it would be disgusting mm-hmm. um to have to support all that data uh but like to the scale that it's depicted in the movie uh to how advanced it seems like the way they show it like um at the beginning where you can climb out everest with batman like or you know it's just to me that that's one thing that always um i think about during the film is how did they pull off the licensing for all this stuff yeah like to show it in the movie because there's so much stuff i know i know warner brothers owns a lot of stuff but like wasn't all warner though right yeah no like aliens yeah. makes an appearance that's definitely a fox property mm-hmm. um you know mortal Kombat's new line i think property mm-hmm. like they they show and they combine those together like right after way. yeah right after parcival gets the first key and he shows up um i think at one of the archives or something places mm-hmm. And they say, you're famous now. You can't walk around in public like that. And it's like Goro, Goro, like, and I think it's, uh, yeah. yeah. Throws them through the wall and then ends up being um, Artemis. uh, Artemis, yeah. And But she breaks out the alien hand from Goro, like through the chest. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. That that was one thing I I did find interesting is like, because I think think you brought it up before when we talked about it way back. It's like, yeah, how, like, what was the legal, like, you know, how much legal work was done to get all this stuff in here? And, yeah, but like, here's the thing like, if you see these characters, we know them like in that universe. Like, if you see like Freddy Krueger, you see mm-hmm. him in that world of, you know, those, those young teenagers and stuff like that. And we know them in that universe. But in here in the Oasis, does that mean that Freddy Krueger? is a skin of an actual person playing in the oasis yeah yeah right yeah so then is that how you can kind of sell it in a way where like like it's not really freddy krueger it's 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 just the the shell you know what i mean yeah like i feel like they had to word it some way where it's like okay this isn't exactly freddy krueger because like you know we're not using the real actor and this isn't the real 
I mean, it looks like him, but it's not actually him, if that makes sense. I mean, so that's kind of how I was thinking about it. I was trying to get my marketing mind around it, to be honest. Like as far yeah. as licensing and getting everything in it? Yeah, that's kind of yeah. the way I was thinking because, like, yeah, there's a lot of entities at play here. Now, some of them, like you said, like you see Spawn for a very split second, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you even see, like, do you see the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I thought I saw, like, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. You know, well, the so new ones. I think you see the ones. new ones in there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you see RoboCop, you see, yep. uh, dude, you name it. Yeah, everything was yeah. in there. Maybe so. it's a matter of time. Like, when you really think, maybe it's licensed for a certain amount of time that Probably. they had to pay for. And if you think about three it, some seconds of those, on screen, <laughs> not, not only that, but like a lot of them, they didn't say much. There's only a, a few depictions where like they actually like they may say something, you know, yeah. so, but who knows? Yeah, that's true. I bet it wasn't cheap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't cheap. One of the main, main things I always wonder, like how how much they paid for that, because to, at, at some point it's almost flabbergasting how much different, you know, properties are in there. Yeah, and you like, figure, look how long it took to get like just an actual AVP film made. Yeah. And then this, they can just have everything mashed into one movie like it wasn't shit. Yeah, it's true, yeah. I'm going to have to look it up now. I'm like super curious about like how that all went down and stuff. I think part of it was, because I looked up a little bit about it, and I think part of it is um, like Steven Spielberg's clout that he has yeah. in Hollywood. Yeah. So just like how much weight he pulls, it's like, yo, this movie's gonna make money. So just give me um, Jason for three seconds on the screen, yeah, and uh, we'll get you some dough back. Like, because that's literally how maybe like three to five seconds he's on the screen before he gets killed on Planet Doom, yeah. you know. <laughs> so, and that whole like thing is is it's a funny concept too. It seems like um, when you're broke, you go to Planet Doom to try to get some coins, yeah, so that you can. Uh, go and try to egg hunt some more That's be right. a gunter like they call them the gunters. like yeah there's like a whole little sub uh culture of clans that you know they talk about in the film like mm-hmm. people that are together trying to find these keys that holiday puts out there um honestly one of the main, main things i i i originally got from this was like this is kind of like a willy wonka story in a way the winner yeah. gets to keep the factory he said yeah, yeah I can see that. So and like, that's kind of cool. I think that's yeah. kind of like how I, I, I got drawn to the film. Like it said, got that adventure, but like the person that ends up winning, you know, ends up like Charlie at the end of, you know, mm-hmm. Willy Wonka. So that's interesting. Yeah, I I wouldn't think that just because I don't think I've I've only seen seen bits and pieces of the original Willy Wonka film. And I don't think I've what? even seen the Johnny Depp yeah. version. Yeah. <sighs> dude, Episode. Well, they one, dude. You gotta watch. That's an episode right there, dude. Seriously, <laughs> it's like the Black right. Light poster. It's not gonna make you better at anything, but you just gotta see it. Yeah, yeah. And, right. and it's like, I mean, they're talking right now about doing a prequel to it now. Oh wow! So okay, that'd be a pretty relevant for us to do something. Yeah, but you gotta see it, man. It's okay. just, did you like? That's a whole. I'm not. I'll I'll yeah. save it for the episode. <laughs> <laughs> he opened up the Pandora's box with that one. Oh my yeah. gosh. All right. All right. But Let's stay on track. <laughs> it's sim- it's similar in that aspect to me. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, it's not golden tickets, but it's like keys, you know? Yeah. And then you get all these people in there. It's it's not as condensed either because everyone's looking for the keys in the Oasis. Well, yeah. look at all those fuckers to. with the chocolate bars at the start. That's true. So it's like, yeah. it's kind of reversed, right? Yeah. But at the end, it's also it's similar because it's also going 
um, into a place that kind of defies reality. So when you go into the oasis, it's obviously, you know, a virtual world. And uh, in Willy Wonka, it's, you go into the factory and he's got these Oompa Loompas and all this crazy stuff, like working together in a way that you wouldn't think is, yeah, you know, normal. Um, but I heard like the biggest metaphor in that film is, you know how they're always listing off, you know, you know James Holiday's favorite, favorite things. Yes. Like uh, yeah. his, you know, his favorite uh, video was, or favorite 80s song was Video Kill the radio store or something like that Radios, yeah his favorite video was aha no, by, right. or take on me by aha mm-hmm. they're saying that that is like encompasses like the whole movie so if you look at the video of uh take on me mm-hmm. by aha how this guy pulls in a girl into a world and they live out an adventure it's oh. kind of like the reverse of uh ready player one huh so. okay uh, I have to watch that. I have to rewatch that video. It's been a long time since I've seen that video, but I, I like I kind of remember that. Like it's it's the one where it looks like it's like it's like white and it's like things are drawn and, and sketched. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's right. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean it's it. I didn't I didn't really wasn't like looking for things like that. You know, in my opinion, it was my first time watching the film, so I, I feel mm-hmm. like I I will go back and watch it just because of like there's so much detail in the movies and stuff. Yeah, and there's so many there's things to, to catch. But it would be interesting to like read about it more to see like, hey, like what was certain reasoning behind um, using certain things and stuff. Um, obviously, like to me, uh, the tech, like we're talking a little bit about the technical aspects, like the CGI stuff is just amazing in this film. You know, like it's just just pretty wild to like to see the the, the different characters. And uh, I like it when like Parzival, he um, changes like outfits before he meets Artemis to go out dancing. <laughs> oh, so references in there. And like yeah. this, he like dresses up as Prince at one point, you know, yeah. um, and then he ends up landing on uh, Bakaru Banzai, which I thought yeah. was like so funny. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh man, are you for real?" But I was like, "All right, that was, that was his favorite movie, James." Had yeah, yeah, you know. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I think obviously, like without the CGI, like this world is just like completely like you wouldn't be able to kind of experience it. But um, yeah, definitely have to go back and then obviously like watch Willy Wonka to see if there's any sort of like parallels, you know, to them. Yeah. So, but no, it's a good observation. Cool. Scott, what did you think? Anything else to add? I think I got to take back what I said about the DeLorean being a piece of shit after Ooh. seeing how they portrayed it here. Yeah. DeLorean's a shit. It's it is pretty nice. awesome. It was it, like, it's so fake, but. What about the custom part though? The, the, the custom grill. With the kit in the front, did you see that? It had no, the light I remember that from night, the the light from Night Rider. Put that on the DeLorean. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was in the front of the DeLorean, dude. Oh, that's really? Cool. Oh, that yeah. was cool. I think I like I read about it, but I'm like I'm trying to remember. Like I don't remember that. Like where where was that? Nice. You see it more like it's very prominent when after the race and he saves Artemis. Yeah, and you see his the DeLorean's kind of banged up behind them and they're talking. And if you like pay attention in the background, you just see the. The light going back and forth. Nice. Okay. That's cool. So, That's cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And there's a, I mean, this movie's chock full of Easter eggs because that's like the biggest kind of plot point in the film. Mm-hmm. So there's like all ton, like they don't even think that Spielberg and Ernest Klein have still found all the Easter eggs in that movie to this day. Wow. There's still, there's so many. There's just yeah. too many. Yeah. You know? 
well especially like in that battle scene where like when those the two sides come together and like you know oh it just kind of does the, the flyover and mm-hmm. like you'd have to watch that film at like 0.25 speed to like catch anything at that point and like 4k resolution to like make sure you don't miss anything pa- at that point like i was just seconds. like all right this looks like end game like I'm, I'm just gonna enjoy this and i'm not gonna figure i'm not gonna try to <laughs> keep my yeah. eyes in one location i'm just gonna take it all in um so so real quick, what was, what was your who are your favorite characters? Like if you could name like three of them in that movie. Ooh. Scott, do you have any favorite characters in this movie? Mm, the kid, Percival. Just yeah. Percival. Percival, yeah. Yeah, I was just happy to see that they used Batman more than once, you know. Mhm. Mm. Okay. Okay. Like his friends are neat, but I they're not memorable. Yeah. Like Oscar's saying. Yeah, that's really? that yeah, I don't. I I didn't really find a lot of connection with the the the, the characters. Like the Gears of War friend, what's his name? Uh, H. H. Yeah. Yeah, like it's a cool model and all, but it's like, of all the things he could have been, mm. he chose Gears of War with some weird shit in your stomach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like H, man. <laughs> well, okay. What? Why, why do you like H? Tell me why you like H then. Um, okay, well, I'll tell you. I, I I identified and I really liked H uh, Wade, um, and on the like evil side, I liked I Rock like so much. Yeah, uh, played by T J Miller. Yeah, um, you know Wade, he's just he's the hero. Parsifal, he plays Parsifal in the Oasis, mm-hmm. and then H is actually Helen in the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just like how H is like trying to like, you know, always tell him like to be careful. You know, like as yeah. his best friend, he's just like, this could be a 300 pound dude in Detroit. You don't know if it's a girl or not. Yeah. Like when he's falling for Artemis and then like, yeah. why are you showing off my shit to other people? Like she's saying like, you know, he's like, look, he's pulling out all these like, you know, spaceships, like, you know, pop culture spaceships yeah. from uh, different like TV shows and stuff. And then um, the the scene in The Shining just cracks me up. Yeah. With H when when i guess they say um i never seen the shiny before is it scary and then yeah. uh i think the kids show he's like i had to watch through my fingers <laughs> yeah that's true yeah that's right because i had to watch it through my fingers <laughs> yeah um but yeah I, I i thought that character was fun man um yeah and then i rock is just like the quintessential uh world of warcraft dude that you know when they use that uh that apocalypse thing that the, uh, artifact what was it called <laughs> the orb of osavox the orb of osavox was like the the ball that yeah it uh it created a shield the shield around yeah. the castle but then there was another one it was like a apocalypse something it was like a thing oh. that that wiped everyone out at the end oh that's right i can't remember that one i can't remember the name of the artifact but yeah um it, it was like i think it's called like a cataclysmic apocalypse or something like that something like that yeah yeah okay um there's the scene where uh is his name sorrento no the bad guy or something the bad guy yeah sorrento Uh, when he's going to use it and irock's like hey what are you doing man oh that's That's right rookie move i got 10 years worth of shit inside me right away my mind like jumped to a dude that's been playing world of warcraft about to lose all his shit like that that was me right there at that moment. I was like, dude, that shit is hilarious. Like, I thought it was so funny. Yeah. Yeah. That and, is really uh, funny. You guys um, ever play that? Uh, World of Warcraft? No, I have not played World of Warcraft. I lost two friends to it one bit. summer. 
<laughs> they're really they're alive. They're alive. They just spent like most of the summer in their rooms. That's what I meant by it. Yes, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> For the listeners out there, that's what I meant. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. For those who are not familiar. That's right, yeah. No. I say a prayer for them every night. Cause say a prayer for them every night. So I lost them. <laughs> May the wow. light guide them to the dungeons in the night. No, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I I agree with Scott. Like, I think that's why I think this this movie left me like a little bit like disappointed. Not disappointed, but just mm-hmm. like there was something that just it didn't. It wasn't extremely fulfilling in my opinion. I mean, I love Spielberg. I think he's got way better movies than this, but I think it was just great for him to kind of tackle this and and see what he could do with it. Um, cool. But uh, like I, like I'd agree with Scott. I don't, I didn't, I wasn't particularly fond of any of the main characters in the film. That mm-hmm. you're right, Caesar. There is some humor between Parzival and H, but nothing that was like super funny to me. I also think that the the scene where they do, uh, where they are in The Shining, that is funny because I related to H because I don't, I've never seen The Shining all the way through. Um, so like there was a part of me I was like, I have no idea what he's getting into. I do, I do know the reference of the two girls. But I like, mm-hmm. you know, you could tell that Parzival and Artemis, like they knew they're like, no, 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 you don't do that. You know, like they knew that kind of the, the circumstance that they were in. Mm-hmm. And um, ba- and and also, I think the character really made me enjoy this movie the most is um, is actually Irock. So I, I agree with you. And I think and you're right. It's played by T.J. Miller. He's a uh, he's Weasel from the Deadpool movies. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyone who just wants to put a little more context to him. But um, like you said, his avatar, it just takes he takes every. You can just tell he takes everything very seriously. Yeah, that's like everything that's available to him, available to him in the Oasis, that's like very serious to him. Uh, like like the scene where he meets uh, Sorrento and he shows him the the orb of Ostavox, and he says it like that three times, and mm-hmm. Sorrento's like, "Don't ever say it like that again." And it's just really yeah. funny, like how he's just super like built, you know? Yeah. He's like he's a super built dude. He's very intimidating, um, but then like he's just a really like normal guy and you're right yeah some dude like he's just normal but he's like super serious about like the game that he's in so he knows a lot about the game he knows about the world um and it's just it's just interesting because like what he looks like (laughs) and what he says is just not congruent which is surprising and funny to me um because what's so interesting is that in when we usually see characters like this i mean in a very like saturated market that we're in with like superhero movies like I would just compare this to like Thanos, but Thanos just has a really good sense of humor. That's what that's what I think Guy Rock is like. Like he has the built of <laughs> Thanos, but he's just way funnier than than Thanos. You know, um, Dude, he had some of the best lines. Yeah, he did have some of the best lines, and you're absolutely right. It, I feel like this guy does encapsulate someone who's like been in an online gaming world for a long time, and like he's collected so much experience, and he doesn't want to lose it. And it's and it's funny like that. So, um, but actually, there was another character. It's actually Halliday. And the reason yeah. why that I think it's just because the mystery of his life and how we're slowly like learning some interesting information about his life, the Oasis and kind of like the drama around like what happened um, mm-hmm. with the Oasis. So um, I think that's what kept me most engaged with the plot. It's just kind of unraveling like the story behind Halliday. And yeah. so those, those are probably I'd say those are my two. So it'd be Iraq and then Halliday were my favorite nice. characters for sure. Um, Iraq has that line where they first meet Sorrento on yeah. planet doom. And he says, there's nothing more. I hate than steampunk and pirates. And this oh, guy was right. ca- the king of the steampunk pirates or something like that. It's just funny, yeah. man. Yeah. And then, um, the nightclub scene where they're dancing together. 
Right. And uh, Wade tells Artemis, you know, Parzival tells Artemis, you know, that he loves her or he's falling in love with her. Yeah, and he, he tells her, her yeah. his real name and he says, my name's Wade. And uh, <laughs> Irox says, and Buckaroo blows it. <laughs> so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's Because awesome. he's dressed like Buckaroo Bonsai. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is hilarious, dude. I hadn't seen Buckaroo Banzai until after I had watched this. So Mm -hmm. I didn't even I didn't even catch any of that Buckaroo Banzai reference. Oh Oh, man. Yeah, if I didn't if I didn't see Buckaroo Banzai like back in twenty eighteen, I would have not have caught any of that stuff. Because like obviously I just recently saw it Buckaroo Banzai. But when I caught when I finally got that, I was like, Oh, that's cool. Like, you know, I I get the reference. Yeah, and that's why, like I said, like you know, a lot of this stuff that doesn't really hold a lot of like weight to me because you know, like I don't know it or I'm just not really mm-hmm. connected to it. But mm-hmm. I can see how people who are who have been, um, and even like the video games and stuff. Like obviously, there's a lot of memories, and a lot of nostalgia, and a lot of kind of like fun times with those with those uh, characters or movies or even video games. Yeah, um, kind of summarizing like this was done, like you said, by Spielberg. He's done tons of films depending on what kind of films you like there's mm-hmm. probably some you some you like more than others obviously uh from spielberg but i think like for this genre this is probably one of his better films in a long time uh probably since maybe jurassic park um you know as far as serious films it's different like he he just goes into various different uh dramas you know um but like this genre, I think it's one of his better films that he's done probably in the last 10, 15 years. Um, and then like the feel, I'll say one last time of the movie. I love that world. I love that universe. I would definitely see a sequel for uh, Ready Player One. I think they're already working on it, Ready Player Two. And I think the book just came out last year. Um, but I do not like that real world and all the poverty and neglect. So that's that's kind of what I would say about uh that movie yeah do you have any final thoughts mr scott oh i agree with what caesar just said mm-hmm. i was gonna make the mention for the wonka chocolate factory myself but he stole it from me dang no go ahead maybe it's Damn different you. than my no it's exactly the same <laughs> oh okay you got that feeling too yeah i did i mentioned it to my mom when we watched it hmm. oh nice i got a golden ticket <laughs> 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 nice so the, um, like the final outcome is mm-hmm. like he changed the did they leave reference as to what he had intended for the oasis to be because that's what i thought the end was was like this is how i wanted it to be and now it's yours what are you going to do with it are you going to make it mm-hmm. are you going to change this like pay to win kind of mm-hmm. and all well, the, it's like gambling really yeah well, I mean, when he when he finally gets to the like when he gets that last key, and then he like um, I forget the the character that Halliday plays, like his avatar, like he hands him like the contract and like the pen, and that's when like Parzival has like uh he like second guesses it. He's like, wait a minute, this is this can't be it. Like you can't mm-hmm. just hand over everything to me, like that. That was Anorak, I think is his name. Yeah, he's like this is this is one of the biggest mistakes or regrets that you have. Um, he's like, so I don't want to do the same thing. And so he like throws mm-hmm. down the pen and then that's when you get in that you get sent, he gets sent into like what Hall- was it Halliday's room. He's got all the references mm-hmm. and stuff in there. And that's when he actually gets to see him. And then that's when he gets 
gets presented with that egg. Um, but your question is more of like, Scott, your question is more about like, how, how does Parzival or Wade in a sense make the Oasis? You mean like, are you like, talking about what's like, what's he going to do after he's given it? Well, yeah, I think, I mean, I think like in him meeting that, you know, either that virtual version or AI version of Halliday, which is yeah. actually, I think a big plot point for the next movie or book. That'll be interesting. Um, yeah. mm -hmm. I think him meeting him and telling him the importance of, you know, not forgetting that this is all just make believe. Right. This is all, you know, a virtual world. Remember that, you know, there's a real world and that's, you know, it's always better because it's real. So right, yeah. That's the main point. I think that's that's something he at the end he kind of narrates and says, so we decided to do the things they decided to do when he won. Like uh, you know, he didn't manage it by himself. It's not it's too big to be one person's responsibility. Right. Um and then like they closed it for a couple of days, I think, during the week. So no yep. one could get in there. Yeah. So those idea. kind of things. Yeah. And I yeah, think I mean, that might have been yeah like wade explains like over like a narration like there's that other dude that other partner that he had Og. yeah Og. Og Morrow. yeah um like he gets like he's like a consultant or something like that mm -hmm. you know and then like it's between the whole clan that kind of owns oasis or has the decision in the oasis and yeah they they close it on tuesdays and thursdays so that people can spend together like actual mm -hmm. time together and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. Yeah, it seems like it's a very it, it does leave a lot open for like a sequel because you, yeah. you think that what they're going to do with it is going to be part of part two. Um, the question becomes, what's going to be the problem? Like, you know, like I, I have yeah. like I'm curious now and like I, I actually do want to read both the books now because I want to see the differences mm -hmm. um, and what it could be. Um, so the but, synopsis uh, for the second book seems to imply like there's real world implications like maybe people die in this shit like oh and then they're dead in real life or something because it said like humanity like, is at stake huh people's lives are at stake not just like the economy or any shit yeah. like that you know so it's kind of like the matrix where like if you get like if you die in the matrix like you die in real I life believe so. mm -hmm. okay yeah then that, i mean that would be obviously like a, a much bigger problem yeah you know yeah, yeah. um well, as considering far as that it's like sorry no go ahead like you can see this is just like a setup for something bigger yeah which is exciting to me because like mm -hmm. i said like i i do i i do like spielberg i mean like some of my favorite movies like indiana jones et i do like his dramas like catch me if you can minority report god i love minority report mm -hmm. david pride ryan hook hook is like if that movie was on tv any time of the day i'd watch that i love hook. <laughs> it's such a great story such a great film um Jurassic park and then like a real like a really good drama based on uh true events was munich i thought he did a really good job with munich mm. um but i'm i'm also really glad that he like he took on this film um i i did read a couple more reviews and they were saying like they 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 that's how i got the idea it's like it they're basically saying like i'm glad like uh spielberg took this on because if anyone else any other director would have taken it on they mm -hmm. they think they would have messed it up but Spielberg like coming from that time in the sense of like making movies around that time and working with also mm -hmm. like Zemeckis uh, with like Back to Future and like other potential projects like he it was it was a nice uh, kind of like a nod to like what he appreciated about movies but also kind of like other creators 
in my opinion. So mm-hmm. um, it wasn't just like, oh, I'm just going to show my stuff, you know, and like Pin City. Yeah, you know, like you do and see. That, yeah, thank you. I yeah, you do, do see like purpose. the Tyrannosaurus yeah. Rex like in there and stuff like that. So it's not all Spielberg references. There's a lot of stuff that he like wants mm-hmm. to kind of like give uh, a nod to and kind of like bolt like boost up, you know, and stuff mm-hmm. and, and kind of saying so that he supports it. So yeah, and like Caesar said, anybody other than Spielberg may not have been able to get all of that licensing and shit. True. Like that. Yeah. No. I, yeah, I can definitely see that perspective as well. So nice. So overall, would you guys recommend people check out Ready Player One? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree with it. I mean, I think, like I said, like like I said, I because I don't connect connect a lot of references. Definitely recommend it to someone, um, to anyone really, to see what they can pick out of. Because maybe mm-hmm. what I didn't like, they liked, or and vice versa, you know. And so it'd be interesting to see what 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 they what they pointed out. Cool. So definitely nice. recommend it. And there you have it. Uh, another sparkling uh, review and just so you guys know I love this movie and I'm just going to tell everybody that they didn't like it so that's what I'm right (laughs) (laughs) that's not what we meant to imply I'm just kidding (laughs) totally kidding (laughs) but dude again um, as always this was awesome so uh, that'll put a nip in the bud of Ready Player One until we cover the sequel at some point in the future I'm sure right until then uh the three players on this episode are gonna say later that's it for this episode thanks again for tuning in guys seven c's peace out god bless